This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. nothing like October 26th to start to get into the Christmas spirit, is there? To really have wreaths and stuff behind us already. Yeah. And uh, thank you for the for the bells. It feels that way. It does, doesn't it? Oh, man, it's a Mm. chilly 68 degrees. Actually, that is pretty chilly for uh, for Texas, for Dallas this time of year. Awesome! Too cold. What an awesome weekend we had. (laughs) Well, you know, maybe temperature-wise. Temperature-wise, yeah. The we weekend, got a lot of rain. A lot of rain, especially Friday sucked. and Saturday. Let's put it that way. The no. weekend sucked Yesterday in, every, in every way. beautiful. Beautiful. Not really. Eagles lost. Blue Jays lost. The, the world is over. Uh, the, the BYU Cougars won. How could and they, they won the, in the, stunning fashion. This administration fashion. just canceled college football. It doesn't Actually, even exist they, anymore. It's over. They didn't. Really? I, I know no, your interest has been canceled because Missouri continues to lose. They can, uh, no. But! I mean, if we still uh, had college football, that would that, be the case. That's but. what they did to the NFL, too, didn't they? Yeah. And Major League Baseball. This, those Unbelievable. Bastards. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Obamacare. <laughs> so, Missouri loses to mighty... The like the Vanderbilt family had a football team. Or something. <laughs> it was the Vanderbilt family. It was yeah. the Vanderbilt family yeah. put together a team yeah, and beat them ten to three. Jeez, was uh, was Anderson Cooper in that game? Did he play? Because he's he's a relative. It's very possible that he played. So yes, it is very possible. Well, that's great. I think he's quarterback in the Vanderbilt team. He pro- he, you know what? He probably is. He probably and is. but the mighty Tigers held him to ten points. Uh, thank you. So put that we, in your and pipe. We held, and smoke uh, it. we held Georgia last Vanderbilt week to nine. Family. Shut up and lost. To be why you played uh, the the mighty Wagner, Wagner Breaks, the Wagner Break Company Seahawks. Yeah, the, the Wagner Seahawks. No, that's the Seahawks. school for the blind. It's the no, Wagner it is Seahawks. not the school for the blind. 
I think they would take exception to that. Well, tough. Are they having a great year? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And BYU saw to it that their bad year got even worse. What was it, 70 to 6? 70 to 6. Mm. How much did BYU pay the Wagner Seahawks to come into town? $1 million. Pretty good payday for a little little school and from Stanton Island. Uh, I'm one of those kids, oh. though. I mean, we talk about this all the time. I mean, of course, hey, it's do cool because, it. it, like it they said, it's the it biggest is. program they've ever played. Yes, it's the biggest absolutely. stadium they've ever played in. Need the money for the program. I sure. get it, but man, that's tough to that's tough to take. It's tough to get the beating, but it's worth it because that helps you down the line. You get a million dollars for that program that's not used to that kind of infusion of cash. I know it can only help. Uh, it, it can only help. With it can only enhance you down and, the field. I know you got to yeah. sell it though. You, I mean, you got to yeah. sell it to the players because. That you guy do. getting his head kicked. Well, in. And the players. Well, that's great. The kid six years from now is going to be playing for a championship. The players, what do you want to bet? The players probably thought, you know, coming in, they got a chance. Right? Well, they always do. I, I mean, mean, if you don't think that, then you should get I've off the field. I've been on some pretty crappy teams before, but I always believe yeah, they have a chance. If you, if you don't believe that, you should stop playing. Yeah, shouldn't be playing. So they found out quickly they didn't have a chance. <laughs> yeah, it was almost like BYU when they were playing Michigan. Uh, no, it wasn't, like that at all. it wasn't like that Felt at all. They weren't going to win the game. But anyway, it was didn't not like that at all. That no, it was no. the score that came. I didn't see it. It was 31 nothing. Michigan. Okay. Michigan won? Did I say they've won every game? No, I don't remember ever saying they've won every wow, game. It's this defensive. Year. I was no, asking they, for a score. Yeah, yeah, I know. It. it was 31 nothing. Michigan. Okay, I didn't know yeah. the score. So. Yeah, that was the score. You knew the score. You knew the score weeks ago. You know it now. <laughs> But, yeah, they lost to Michigan. Shockingly, I, I don't I know, memorize I all that. statistics from BYU football games. I, I understand they lost to Michigan. I get it. That well, was, was a few weeks ago. That's, that they felt, BYU felt like Now, Wagner the reason we can continue week. to focus on Michigan is because Missouri loses week after week after week after week after week, <laughs> and you couldn't focus on any one team. I don't know how we got. Is this, the, this is what we're going to spend the first no, five minutes of the been. show on? Shouldn't have really? been. But, uh, but that's what it is. So well, that's what we're talking about. How about Hillary Clinton? It's her birthday. We have well, acknowledged happy birthday. happy birthday, Hillary. To, to, yeah. To you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Hillary. Hillary. Happy 68th birthday Hillary. now. Happy 68th to you. Yeah. Now please go away. It's really good. Yeah. Really good. I mean, 68 years old, that used to be an issue. Of course, now it's not because we don't care about age anymore. Age is just a number. But when Ronald Reagan was 68 and winning the presidency, oh, my gosh, it was one of the worst things that could ever happen. How could this senile old man who could be 76 when he leaves office, how could he possibly win? The no Nobody's saying that about her. No one nope. is saying that about her. She's got all these health issues. She's been rumored to have brain tumors and um, multiple sclerosis and every other imaginable plague she known to ankle, man. She has ankle disease. She has cankles. Uh, we know She's that what? from uh, Jeffy, I'm who sorry? says She's it on a daily ankle basis. Disease. Ankles? ankles? Yeah. That's not a disease, Jeffy. That's oh, yeah. just a... Oh, look at those ankles. You know it's a disease. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> but she's got all, these, all this stuff, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mean, you know, you, she's got an opponent who's 74, would be 76 <laughs> if elected. He takes office. Takes office. What was McCain? 76 years old. McCain? Yeah. When he, if he would have won. 112? 112? 115? Yeah, he would have been the oldest. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. How old was McCain? Because they certainly made it. Well, you don't have to go back to Reagan. They were making that case against McCain. Yeah, they were. Remember they were saying, like, yeah, he statistically true. should be dead while in office? <laughs> yes. You remember that case? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, he's 79 now. So 79 now. So, yeah, so that was what, five Hillary years ago. 74. I mean, a little bit older. No, he was. No. He was older than Hillary. Yeah, 70s. Yeah, he's in his early 70s. Because wait, because it, it was seven years ago. So seven years yeah. ago. Yeah. So. So he was 72ish. Yeah. So he was. Pretty he old. was Biden aged. Yeah. Um, who Biden is not going to be uh, running, obviously. Uh, but Bernie would be older than him. Yeah, much. I mean, Bernie has no chance. I think Hillary Clinton has this nomination with the exception of she just, you know, she completely collapses and someone like Al Gore steps in. Mm-hmm. But Bernie, Ch- Bernie Sanders has no chance. I, Do you agree with that? It's probably true. I think it's, I think it's true. I hope it's true. I, I don't, I can't say definitively anymore that I believe enough in Americans, uh, you know, other than the people who watch this in the radio program. Uh, the rest of America, I don't know that I have enough faith in them not to elect a socialist to say that definitively. Oh, oh, I you know? absolutely think they would elect a socialist, particularly in the Democratic Party. They're going yeah. to. They have no other choices. Right. Um, however, what I'm saying is they don't they care more about winning. Uh, yeah. They have two socialists to pick from. One of them's not admitting it. One of them is. And they see that that's an easier path to mm-hmm. get their socialism. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I do not at all believe that it's because they think he's too liberal. It's just because they just think Hillary can win, and they don't think, they honestly do not believe Bernie Sanders can win a general election. Yeah. They do believe Hillary can, and, and she, I think she can, um, although I don't think it's going to be easy, depending on who the you know, Republicans nominate. I mean, they could still nominate Donald Trump, and then it's going to be very easy. So, I mean, I, 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 at this point, who knows? Um, but I, I, I don't think it has anything to do with uh, Bernie Sanders being too socialist. They just see him as a joke. Like, he's, he's a great guy. You know, he's, he's fighting hard for our causes. But come on. Yeah. You know, this guy, I mean, the album, just by itself, I think it disqualifies him. If it was uh, Barack Obama who was an admitted socialist, yeah, I think, I think they'd, they'd, they'd elect him in a heartbeat. Yep. They'd elect him in a heartbeat. It just hit the package and He is Bernie a socialist. Is... But if he admitted it, and he said, look, yes, I'm, I'm a socialist, but so what? Capitalism clearly doesn't work. Look what's happened the last blah, blah, blah. He'd do the whole same thing all over mm-hmm. again. And I think they'd take to that now. I think they'd say, yeah, he's right. Well, let's try this. And plus, he's the first black president. Right. So, But he didn't do that. He didn't um, do that. He, what he said was, look, the free market and, cap- and American capitalism has given us many years of the most innovative societies. But what we need is really some, we don't, we need to destroy the system. We need to just tweak around the edges because there, vi- mm-hmm. there are real inequities here. And these things don't have to exist. And they gave mm-hmm. that sort of pitch, which the sort of like, hey, the system's great in theory, but we're not executing it properly, and we need some we need some you know common sense measures, Pat, that would you know and stuff. And uh, all of that's it, true. It just needs to go the other way, other way, not to the left, right? So, but in reality, what he wants is a completely different system that he at you bet. this point. Well, that's why have. he said fundamental transformation of America, because that's what he's looking for, and mm-hmm. that's what he's trying to accomplish. So anyway, Hillary's uh, 20, 68 years old today. Um, and she's apparently got a, uh, she had a big blowout bash last night and then in New York City. And so she brought in campaign contributions of 250 to $2,700 from hundreds of loyal friends and supporters. Singer John Legend uh, performed. Now, was this last night or is that today? Um, poss- last night. And then uh, I don't know if he actually sang happy birthday to her. Do, do we know if that happened? Some Republican rivals may subtly uh, be trying to portray Clinton as a disadvantaged, uh, as 
her age is a disadvantage. Legend and the youthful crowd are intended to help undercut that notion. So, yeah, there's nothing. You know, look at, hey, John Legend likes her. So. That's so infuriating. <laughs> Katy Perry was like taking over her oh, Instagram golly. account or something Jeez. over the weekend. It's like, oh gosh, um, it's interesting. I, mm. I, I don't know if that's if that works. I, I think when you put if it's let's just say Hillary Clinton, Marco Rubio, yeah, um, to, or Hillary Clinton, Rand Paul, uh, I think you'll see a serious difference. Mm-hmm. I think that will strike people as wow, uh, there is a difference here. And, you you know, yeah, I mean, I was listening to uh, Rubio on uh, some show this morning. CNN, I think, had had him on. And he was just talking about how uh, someone, they asked him about the experience issue. A lot of people Mm -hmm. are going to say, hey, you know, you're a first-term senator. Jeb Bush has apparently been hitting him, basically calling him Barack Barack Obama when it comes to experience level, saying, hey, you know, what have you done? You're a first-term senator. He's like, you know what? Uh, A lot of people who are running do have more experience Mm -hmm. with the problems of 35 years ago. Um, in fact, they, a lot of them have problems of 20 and 15 years ago. Well, what I'm talking about is right now. And I thought it was a good way of handling it. He, it is. He's, he's pretty good. I think you know, Rubio really is, good. is, is I, pretty good. I, you know, I like him. Yeah. I, I like him. He's not my favorite no. uh, candidate because I do have issues on which I disagree with him. Um, but I like him. And I, I think he's an acceptable option if Ted Cruz were to flame out, if Bobby Jindal were to flame out, and, you know... Uh, but I, I still think Cruz is positioned really nicely. And Rubio was getting hammered this weekend, though, over missing a bunch of votes uh, on the Senate floor yeah. since he's been mm-hmm. campaigning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, they've tried to make him uh, really look bad over that. And you know, whether it is they're or not, they're working on I don't it. Know, well, this is you know, this is what they do in these situations. Like, there's a huge, basically, a postmortem of Chris Christie's candidacy in Politico uh, today, which, by the way, it's still going. Uh, anyone knows? It was like, it, the title of it was something like the 24 hours that sunk uh, the Chris Christie presidency. And somewhere in there, there's parentheses of probably or something like they, they give the little disqualifier that we know. Hey, just disclaimer. Hey, we know he's actually still running, but this is when he, his campaign got destroyed. And, and their case essentially was it was the Bridgegate thing. Um, while at the same time, he was celebrating with Jerry Jones, watching the Cowboys. Right. Um, you know, like in the, in the like you go, you look at all those things that happened at that time. And I think that I think that the case was, I think, at some level convincing in that, like he all the things that people don't like about Christie. Um, like, for example, you know, he's kind of become this, he's like, he likes the, the life of being able to, uh, you know, hobnob with celebrities and rich people. He seems to like that. He, you know, mm-hmm. has that issue with, you know, the people around him are questionable, whether you believe he was involved in Bridgegate or not. And they go through kind of that whole, uh, you know, situation. But in reality, you look at his campaign and it's like, what, where is it going? You know, I don't know. I mean, nowhere. I, I, probably nowhere. But, I mean, you, could you see him rising up just like any of these other establishment types? Somebody in the establishment is going to be around. It's not just going to be – it's not going to be this world where it's Ted Cruz versus Rand Paul versus, uh, you know, Bobby Jindal and everyone else quits. Like, we, we're not that lucky, America. You're lucky if you get one person in that final group that you're happy right. with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard to kind of see where that's going to go. I, I think there's a chance um, that, you know, someone like – uh, you know, uh, uh, Christie winds up uh, still making a run at this thing. Uh, we were saying in, in Iowa three months ago, uh, Scott Walker still had a comfortable lead in Iowa. Three months ago. And now, Think of that. Not, Gone. Like the, even his 
his leaving the campaign feels like ancient history. Sure mm -hmm. does. You know, and it was only a couple of weeks ago. And I was looking at that mm -hmm. polling for the debate with Carly Fiorini. I mean, she were Fiorina, yeah. Where is she? Yeah, she, well, that's she a gone. great. Fiorina is, uh, had, has this bizarre problem, which is every time people see her, they love her, and then they don't see her until the next debate. She's like, she peeks at these debates, everyone falls in love with her for a couple of weeks, and then the debate doesn't happen for a couple, couple of weeks after that, and everyone goes away. But she still, I think, has a chance to, to rise up and be sort of that, that middle ground establishment uh, conservative type. Um, at least there's a possibility of that. Something to, kind of fun to pay attention to at the debate is um, the level at which the candidates speak. Are they, are they speaking at a high grade level? Are they are they speaking to uh, a, an informed audience? Are they informed enough themselves to speak in a way that convinces you, hey, that's an educated person? Um, the Boston Globe just re reviewed the announcement speeches of all the hopefuls in in the uh, presidency for you know all the candidates, and uh, found, as you might expect, if you're not a big fan, as we're not, uh, Donald Trump was the worst speaker of the group. Uh, he speaks at a fourth grade level. Well, fourth grade level. You see there at the very top, Jim Gilmore, Crest Moreland. Jim Gresscorp. He's still yeah. in the race, right? He's still in the race. Okay. Uh, he's, he's at zero percent, though. Speaking That's... at a sophomore and a half level, 10.5. Uh, Huckabee is second at 10.3. Then, then uh, Bernie Sanders supposedly 10.1. By the way, the Huckabee thing is interesting. I, I would not have called that one. I wouldn't um, either. You know, like this is a completely meaningless <laughs> thing, honestly. But it's yeah. like Huckabee, not because I think Huckabee is dumb. I'm not like insulting the guy. It's just mm -hmm. that he speaks in that down homey. Like he's mm -hmm. the type of guy that, I mean, he, he named one of his books God Grits and Gravy or something. <laughs> or God Guns and Grits or something. Like it's like the most kind of pathetic red meat pandering yeah. uh, of anybody. And, and yeah. he's at 10. I mean, again, this is one speech. Right. They're talking about. So I don't right. know what value this is, but that was an because I, I, I think Huckabee's charm seems to be that he doesn't try to do that. You know, where like mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders, probably his charm is he does. He's like a professor. You know what I mean? Like that's the charm the left would think of. A, Fiorina comes off as a CEO. I'm not surprised she right. would speak at a high level. Cruz as well. Yep. Obviously, one of the smartest people. I mean, he went to Ivy League schools. He's arguing in front of the Supreme Court. He's obviously a really smart guy. Huckabee does not fit that at all to me. No. Uh, it's just a that's, a that's an interesting one. Uh, then after those, uh, you know, then you, you, you mentioned Fiorina who's fourth and Cruz who's fifth. Then you got Rubio, Christie tied, and then Chafee right behind him, and then the rest, you know, taking up the rear until you get to Donald Trump at a fourth grade level. I mean, yeah. that's that's fantastic. Kasich at four point seven makes me happy too. <laughs> I mean, that does make me because yeah. he's just he's such a <laughs> I don't know he's such a, a goon. You know oh, what I mean? Uh, he's another one of those guys. You, every time this thing happens, Pat wants him out of the debate badly. I do. Uh, you want Kasich out of the debate, and, but so he keeps badly. he gets enough support that he's beating the people. I don't uh, care. I mean, Go home. I don't care. I, we had one tweet that's when you said that earlier on the radio program, he said, go home. And he said, hey, I'm from Ohio. Please don't make him go home. <laughs> when he's here, he screws up our state. <laughs> you guys keep him, uh, um, which I kind of understand. Here's the yeah. main stage, by the way, for the next debate. This is Wednesday night. We'll have uh, all the coverage on Thursday, obviously, afterwards and give you the aftermath. But uh, Donald Trump, Jeb Bush, Ben Carson. Uh, Chris Christie, Ted Cruz, Carly Fiorina, Mike Huckabee, John Kasich, Rand Paul, and Marco Rubio all make the big boys' table and girls' table. Uh, four candidates uh, get to the happy hour little kids' table at Thanksgiving, uh, where you have uh, Bobby Jindal, Rick Santorum, George Pataki, 
Lindsey Graham. Jeez. Um, Jindal, I mean, Jindal is the one real, to me, mm. outlier it's, here. It's it disappointing that he hasn't gotten to the main stage because yeah. he deserves it. And Santorum, I, you know, I mean, I like Rick Santorum I like generally, him, but, you know, yeah. but again, like I, I can under, he doesn't feel like there's any buzz about him. I will say that it should be a little bit like the golf tournament thing that if you win a state. Iowa, the previous election, you get, just get grandfathered into the debates. <laughs> you know, like it should be like the Masters. I'm okay with that, actually. You know, isn't the Masters mm-hmm. the one where you, you kind of get to play yeah. forever once you win it? Yeah. You it's got like the jacket, the guy you're won in. Iowa, not in 2004. Mm-hmm. He won it in 2012. He's the most mm-hmm. recent winner of the biggest, uh, or the first state at least, mm-hmm. uh, of the of the. And he got screwed cycle. out of that win. He got screwed yeah. out so of that win. This would be a nice little way to pay him back. Oh, yeah, and it's like I, it's it's hard. I mean, I don't think Rick. I just don't think it's going to happen this time for Rick. You it's know, not. He, even though I like him, and, and you know, he's a, he's seemingly a really good guy. He's going to show him a million times. Right. But you, you should get, get the jacket. jacket. Like right. you know what, Tom Watson isn't mm-hmm. winning the Masters anymore, but he could still go play. <laughs> I don't know if he ever won the Masters, but it's that type of thing. You should mm-hmm. just be able to go in there. You want to shoot 112? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You go in just there. Hold you get up to the play. Picture of you winning it there. I, I remember that. I don't think uh, Centaurum would shoot 112. I think he'd be in the 80s. <laughs> no, he'd be fine. Oh, he'd, he'd be, be fine. Be fine. His performance there, would be fine. Yeah. He's a pro. Rick Centaurum's a yeah, pro. He's, he's done more events in Iowa than anybody else by a lot. Him and right. Jindal are the only two that have really done a lot of events like that. Mm-hmm. And you might say, well, okay, well they're in last place. It's not really something to, to compliment yourself over. But I mean, this is how Rick did it last time. No one thought he was going to win. The problem is this field's a lot stronger, uh, and there's too many people a there. A lot. Uh, you, know, you know, it's just like at that point there was no conservative mm-hmm. really to choose from. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mitt Romney was the, kind of the most conservative thing you had in 2012. Which is why we were all over Centaurum last time. Yeah, that's why Centaurum I thought was the much better option between much. those two and still do, by the way. Yep. Um, but, you know, here where you have Cruz, you've got Rand Paul, you've got Bobby Jindal, you've got... Uh, you know, uh, I mean, name them all. I mean, I could, uh, you've got, uh, you know, Ben Carson. You've got uh, Carly Fiorina, Marco Rubio. You've got such a long list of people that are at least people that the conservatives would consider. And, you know, and to be fair, even though we're not fans, a lot of conservatives would, would consider Jeb Bush, too, because they mm-hmm. liked his dad. He did a good job in Florida. I've heard of many people say that. So, you know, it's, it's not crazy that there are, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten people to consider. Last time, there wasn't any. I mean, Rick Santorum was clearly the most conservative guy in the mm-hmm. field last time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really had any legs to him. The problem with Jeb is uh-huh. that uh, right. he... Uh, He's... Um, the, the, the Jeb problem is that... Right. You just said, yeah, well, he, you were saying uh, that, and then you started uh, to over... Uh, he uh, he sucks. Oh. <laughs> okay. oh, I'm glad you found your way. I can say that because he's my brother. Hey, but he, Jeb sucks. <laughs> if you thought I was bad, <laughs> try Jeb on for a second. <laughs> and um, thank you. <laughs> there is a report, and Jeppy was uh, trumping this one earlier, uh, which was, mm-hmm. hey, uh, there could be. He's done. He, Jeff, Jeffy thinks he's he's going to drop out. He's going to drop out. There's no way Jeb Bush drops out. out. There is no they way. Had, uh, they had the meeting of no the. Way. They had the private meeting of the of the Royals this weekend. The guy's got over a hundred million dollars in the well, bank. He well, raised he hundred million dollars. He's burned I, through I, a lot it's of that hard cash. To believe he's yeah. burned cut through salaries, except I mean, he's still yeah, he's cutting some, salaries. Still said he was going to advertise TV, but right. uh, and uh, but. How good? Get him out. I mean, if if he drops out, I'll be pleasantly surprised. I would look sounded like he was laying the groundwork there with his uh, little. I I could be doing other things. These rumblings are what starts. I mean, Rick Perry did the same thing with like, oh, we're cutting some salaries. and made a statement. No, we're not getting out. We're just cutting some salaries. And then thirty seconds later, okay, Okay, we're we're done. done. We're done.
Same thing with Scott Walker. <laughs> I could be I mean, doing other things. A quick rumbling and then gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen with Jeb Bush because I think the money is a big factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. We should come back to, uh, to a little bit of that. And we have some stuff yeah. from Ben Carson from this weekend as well. Lots of the presidential stuff we'll go to. And we should talk mm-hmm. about the Rand Paul interview we did on radio as well. Uh, he was just on. He's going to be on Wednesday night on uh, TV with Glenn. And then tonight with Glenn, Ted Cruz. So kind of a cool week as we lead up to the debate. Uh, 888-727-BECK is our phone number if you want to uh, call and get involved. I'd love to, I would love to hear from people in Iowa and New Hampshire who are the victims of the $130 million that uh, Boy, no Jeb kidding. Bush has to spend on ads. Mm-hmm. What is life like in those markets Boy, now? no kidding. Because I've never gone through a presidential cycle in, in either of those. I've gone through, of course, all the, the big stuff in, in others, like Florida, yeah. for example. Oh I've gosh. been in swing states. Uh, but mm-hmm. never this, like, year and a half of primary nonsense. I mean... With 17 candidates, is every ad in Iowa right now about the presidential I, I would, election? I, would, I was thinking the same thing. It's got to be in Florida. It certainly seemed that way with, and we had three or four people. Yeah. I mean, oh, my gosh, it's got to be a nightmare. Oh, God. All right, uh, 888 back is that uh, number. So no matter what challenges you believe our country could be uh, facing in the uh, future, maybe the distant future or the near future, you don't know when it's coming, so you've got to get prepared to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, uh, of course, highly recommend our friends at My Patriot Supply. We do. And you might be saying, well, times are tough. I don't, I don't have a lot of money to get prepared. Well, that's where My Patriot Supply comes in because they can help get you prepared on a budget. Um, with the rising prices at the grocery store, you can always turn to My Patriot Supply for an incredible deal. And they have offered this amazing survival special that you just you can't afford to pass this up. You can get a four-week emergency food supply for only $99. How, how, long, how many weeks are they saying that? Four weeks. For four you, weeks. about four, weeks. four minutes. Just like a one-size-fits-all? Right, for <laughs> most people. But there is, I think, a disclaimer in your, in, in your, in your case. Triple eight eight nine three ninety one forty is the number to call. Can you imagine if they're like, look, I, my name is Jeff Fisher. I need food to last oh, for geez. four weeks. Oh, well, I'm sorry. All right. Well, look, you can either hold us to that $99 price or we're going out of business. So you're not getting the food either way. 888-893-9140 is the phone number. Limit two per household. Uh, that's a four-week supply for 50% off and free shipping. Call 888-893-9140. 888-893-9140. Call now. It's My Patriot Supply. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, Here's um, Ben Carson from NBC News yesterday. He was being interviewed and uh, being pressed on his position on abortion. How in the world can you think it's 
not okay to kill babies. I, I mean, this guy. It's <laughs> unbelievable. What a whack job, huh? What a nutcase. What a wacko bird. Stu, get this. Mm -hmm. He doesn't think it's okay to kill a baby if you don't want the pregnancy. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> What a maroon! I'm on the I'm, I'm on the side of you should be able to kill the baby even if you want it. In fact, you're required right. to kill it. Yes, that's where I am on the issue. That's where China is. That's too. where China is too. The biggest country on yes. earth can do it. How about us? Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what I've been saying. Right. If and it's good enough for 1.4 billion people, it's good enough for us. Right. Thank you. <laughs> and this lunatic uh, is on stage saying, "You know what? Hey, He's not even black." Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go out and say it. He's not even black. Mm -hmm. Now, right. he may look it to mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. but that's a mirage. It'll seem like the truth, but right. it's not the truth when he says he's black. <laughs> it's a mirage. Uh, it's a mirage. <laughs> it's a Here mirage. he is on NBC yesterday. What if somebody has an unwanted pregnancy? Should they have the right to terminate? <laughs> no. No? Think about this. Uh, during slavery... And I know that's one of those words you're not supposed to say, but I'm saying it. Oh, my God. During slavery, a lot of the slave owners mm -hmm. thought that they had the right to do whatever they wanted uh -huh. to that slave. Mm -hmm. Anything that they chose to it's property. do. property. And, uh, you know, what if the abolitionist <laughs> had said, you know, I don't believe in slavery. I think it's wrong. But you guys do whatever you want to do. Where would we be? Definitively. Good question. Do you want to see Roe v. Wade overturned? Ultimately, I would love to see it overturned. Yeah, me too. And that means all abortions illegal, or is there still an exception that you would have? I'm a reasonable person, and if people can uh, come up with a reasonable uh, explanation of why they would like to kill a baby, I'll listen. <laughs> Life and health of the mother. Yeah. Uh, again, that's an extraordinarily rare situation. Oh, that's right. Uh, but if right. In that very rare situation it occurred. Uh -huh. I believe there's room to discuss that. Rape and incest? Uh, rape and incest, I would not be in favor of killing a baby because the baby came about in that way. Your life wow. is not defined by the, the circumstances cow. of your conception. I, I got to tell you, watching him there, he was great. It makes me just love the guy. Yeah. I, you know, it's hard not to like him. <laughs> it sure He's, is. He, he was so good and so strong and so uh, soft-spoken yet carried a nice punch there yeah that was that that's carson you know? mean yeah right and uh, that's yeah, that, that works yeah. well that and is carson mean yeah if you guys got a you got a good reason like, to kill a baby okay yeah, i'll listen, listen to that sounds great well, that's even reason. too strong when yeah. you mimic him that's even oh too yeah strong. it's not even it's, close to what he did but yeah. it's that was the attitude you Man. felt from it and and and, uh, and i'll say that um you don't a lot of these people and the voters, you can get over with them on the, um, you know, the life of the mother, which I, I look, the life of the mother, I'm completely fine with. But as when you, you're freaking uh, prenatal neurosurgeon, he knows that that is an almost, almost impossible circumstance. This is not never 1843 happens. anymore. Right. It never I mean, freaking In 1843, happens. it happened all the time. I don't know if you noticed, we've had technological advances since then. Yeah. And I say uh, it's not never, but it's, it's very almost, close to never. It's almost never. And it's, it's not, almost never. Again, it's, you know, health of the mother is a different thing. But and, if, if you can and, present that case, if, yeah. if my wife, you know, during our, our children bearing years, mm -hmm. would have, if they would have come to me and said, and said if she delivers this baby, uh, she will die. 
Yeah. And I'd be like, well, so C-section? No, it's not an option. Okay, then, I mean, again, yes. what is the... I mean, if I'm choosing between my wife, the mother of my other yeah. children... Yeah, of course. I, that's, uh... I mean, obviously. But let's not be stupid. His opening question is, uh, do you believe in... In, uh, in not having an abortion, even if it's an unwanted pregnancy? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are there any are there... abortions where they want the baby? Yes. Well, I really want this bad, maybe but, life of the mother um, or something like that. That's about it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah maybe I've never heard of it. I've never heard, I really want this baby, but nah, I'm going to kill it. Well, for health of the uh, health of life or health of the mother would be the only right. ones I could think of on that. But I mean, it's, it's such but an amazing thing. I don't think that's what he was talking I'm, about because he said those in a no. separate group. Right. I want these types of questions asked to Democrats. I want yes. Hillary Clinton answering for every day in the third trimester as to where she draws the line and where it's legal. How do we right. not get this micro-focus on impossible situations with Democrats? I don't know. Where's man. Chuck Todd asking that question? I want... Ten it's minutes of micromanaging every last mm -hmm. day of that pregnancy to see right. when they took when the, the choice goes nice? away. Wouldn't that be yeah. nice? Because every freaking Republican candidate has to ask answer mm -hmm. every point zero one percent chance yeah. of, of an that opportunity be, when it comes to this policy. Fantastic! Just bring up a week, every week a picture of the kid in the womb. Yep. Every week. Is this one okay this to week? abort? Is this one okay this to week? abort? Is this one okay this to week? abort? I why not? <laughs> it's like uh, why can't there's no media member that has the balls to do that no it's way. unbelievable i mean obviously we would it's amazing uh but uh amazing. no one will come it's on our show because on we would <laughs> <laughs> i mean we can't even get bernie sanders on that's how just that's how bad we are i'll tell you something there are two things they will not talk about there, there are two things they will not talk about with a conservative interviewer one is climate change and two is abortion they just they won't know. they they know they lose yes, every they single right time they, they lose Every time on both those issues, we, they only want to go on a show. The climate change uh, lunatics only go on shows where they know they're going to be tossed softballs. Well, is the climate changing? Yes. Well, should is it, we do something about it? Is it dangerous? Yes. <laughs> is it a real big problem? Yeah. Did you happen yes. to see the strongest hurricane in the Western Hemisphere <laughs> oh ever God. hit Mexico? Did, Did you did also no see no damage? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Uh, that was inconceivable. Inconceivable to me. How does the strongest yeah. hurricane of all time ram into a country? Well, a couple of Nobody's hurt. No one is killed. Oh. Nothing even gets broken, as far as I can tell. Do we have like a, they were sweeping up some leaves that came off the trees. <laughs> Do we have a weather map for Jeffy that we can go stand in front of, of the big screen? Man, let, me, let me talk about this for just a, a second. Of couple of reasons, if you could. Yeah, right go ahead. in the middle of the two cities, if you look, the uh -huh. two big cities there. Which were Puerto Vallarta and... Uh, I can't remember the name. Of that. Puerto else. something else. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. and, and so there was, there was damage in some of the smaller areas around. Very little. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't think there hasn't been any death reported yet. Although, you know, some of the smaller... Yeah. Might take a while. Yeah, I mean, I think we uh, had more damage from Ike than they got from the strongest hurricane yeah. of all time. And it developed so fast. Uh, it developed so fast that it got really, really strong, really fast, and then as soon as it hit land and hit those mountains, it was gone. Yeah. So it didn't yeah. have time really to get. Strong. It was also a yeah. small hurricane in that it was uh, not wide. It was only like, th was it thirty miles uh, uh, across? And that's I think, the, yeah. and so so it affected a small area before it hit the. I mean, and that's the difference it, with uh, great. that's why Sandy was so devastating. It was not 
a particularly powerful storm, was, to be honest. It was just huge. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, huge. Uh, um, and, and it hit other places, too, and did damage there. I was doing something on this because uh, we have a segment coming up on Al, Al Gore and one of his uh, lies uh, coming up on a future episode Man, of Wonderful Worlds, too. To I know. It was very, <laughs> this one is particularly awful. But, um, but we're just looking at the damage reports for Sandy. 70, uh, it was $75 billion of damage it cost. Wait, seventy five billion. Seventy five billion, second most on record. Only to, uh, to wow, um, Andrew. To no, uh, the big one, Katrina. Oh, uh, Katrina was one hundred and eighty billion or something. It was like you know, wow. It was you know more than anybody you know had ever seen before. But it was seven hundred and fifty or seventy five billion dollars. Seventy one point four billion in the United States. And you might say, well, wait a minute, United States, we're the big country. Yeah, because we, the thing hit a giant island where we store all of our tall buildings. That, <laughs> that, it has, like, the damage reports, it's so ridiculous to look at this because they try to say, well, look at all these hurricanes. The recent ones are the ones causing all the damage. That's because we've been building buildings in between them. And there's more buildings on the coast. And when hurricanes slam into the coast, they hit more buildings. Huh. They hit things of value. When, when, when old hurricanes back in the day wiped out marshes, no one filed damage reports. Hmm. That's not what happens. So you're saying, you're saying what then? You're saying yeah, that not, Chicago doesn't get a lot of hurricanes? Is that, that does not is get that what you're alleging right now? I am definitely alleging what that. What about yes. Des Moines? Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines, a lot of Iowa. Not are? hit with a ton of hurricanes now. Hmm. Lincoln, St. Louis, Nebraska, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. None not, of those in the middle no hurricanes. How many hurricanes have hit St. Louis so far? I gotta go with to none. date. None. You're saying none. None. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. You better look that up. I'm gonna look that up. I think there was one that came all the way up the Mississippi. Came all the way up the Mississippi River. It formed in the Mississippi. It may have. I, I'm guessing there. But I'm gonna go with none. Go with none on that one. All right. That's the way you want to be. Triple H. He was great on that book. He was great. Really, really liked that a lot. We should wrap this up, and uh, we'll come back and talk more about it. And some other things too uh, that might be. Wow, that's a good, good sell. People <laughs> <laughs> were like, holy crap, what happened? What, what spots are developing? I gotta know! You're gonna find out. <laughs> Pat and Stu. Uh, we had Rand Paul in uh, for uh, radio earlier today, and mm -hmm. uh, he was really solid again. Yeah, really you know, solid. every time he's here, I, I, you know, I always really <laughs> like him. You know, one of the things I, I don't know, maybe had forgotten about, mm -hmm. one of the things I really like about Rand Paul, and he, I thought, had it on display today, is that he's... Unlike a lot of these candidates who I think are trying to find their way to explain uh, conservatism or libertarianism yes. or whatever, he, is, he has legitimate small government instincts. Mm -hmm. yes, he he knows it. It's, he's studied it. He can give you examples of authors mm -hmm. and thinkers who have talked about it. He's he, brought up in it. He, yes. So. It, it is. Yes. And that's, that makes a difference. And that's a real, that makes a real difference. That is not, yeah. again, I, you know, to compare him to Trump. Is he's got a serious compare. pedigree. In like libertarianism. Trump, Trump has been a Democrat his whole life, and then he gets to 69 years old, and all of a sudden he's a Republican. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't know if Rand made that point on or off the air, yeah. but it's oh, such yeah, a yeah. powerful point when you stop and ponder it. <laughs> Until the guy's 66 years old, he's a hardcore Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden. All of a sudden, now at 69, 
He's this supposed conservative Republican? And look, we will welcome <laughs> any 66-year-old that goes their whole life as a Democrat sure. and becomes a Republican. We want you to vote but, for Republicans or conservatives or whatever. But to be the I leader of a movement is, yeah. is not, you know, look, that's a totally different thing. And tell us and, how you changed. Yeah. I, we've never heard that from Donald Trump because yeah. he has no turning point. I, he has the, no pivot point. One of the things we've been frustrated with uh, with Rand Paul has been, you know, sort of the, the stuff with, you know, I, mean, I didn't Which like the Cruz thing. I, I didn't thought like it was the, an interesting explanation, and I kind of buy into it. I do buy into it. He'll answer yeah. the question that's, pre that's presented to him, and, and that's what he did. And I... I happen to know that both times he, he sort of seemingly attacked Cruz, he was asked questions about him. And so he answered him the yeah, way he thinks he I should. I, I don't think he shouldn't answer. Um, I, I, you know, he's got to say something. And, yeah. and, I, and I, 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 he jumps to that he's done in the Senate to me too fast. I yeah, mean, you know, look, I, yeah, we, that was a disagreeing with him on tactics is one thing. Saying, mm -hmm. you know, you want to expand the party rather than speak to the base is a legitimate internal discussion. But it's not a reason to, to mm -hmm. say a guy's career is over the Senate uh, to me. But, uh, you know, again, that's, he's running against him. So, you know, I guess, you know, that's going to mm -hmm. be part of the, the shtick mm -hmm. at some level. But I really like the idea that he's just immersed in this stuff like i i don't feel like there's ever going to be uh when i at least you know my positive moments with ren paul there's never a moment where i think this guy's going to make like you know what he's going to make a big government decision today you know yeah. he's he, yeah. like i think his instincts are really good on that because he's mm -hmm. so immersed in it i think when he's gotten into trouble is when he's tried to be calculating and again that's me outside saying it he's not saying that to us but when he's tried to say well my dad it didn't work for my dad or whatever again this is all just you know a spitball in here i don't know having inside information but the, the the accusation with rand is that he's been okay well my dad you know stuck to his guns the whole time and never got anywhere so i need to play the game a little bit better not with policy not with principles but just to say hey i will work with these people and i'll be nice to them and i'll i'll endorse people and i'll throw that sort of stuff around and mm -hmm. i think that sort of thing has been the stuff that's turned some conservative voters off and and mm -hmm. you know the Rand paul thing i think is about excitement like he is something different and if you can get it's you know, you really need to get your, your the, the base pumped up to go to the polls. Like, people should be beating down the door. Even if he's at 6%, they should be beating down the doors to go, uh, you know, uh, walking around Iowa and trying to fire people up just like they were with his, his dad. Because I think a lot of his policies are mm -hmm. uh, as re revolutionary as R Ron Paul's. And I think they're also more consistent with the typical cons conservative voter. I, I mean, I think he's got... Mm -hmm. A lot of his policies are right in the right pocket, which is why we've liked him the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I think there's, you know, there's obviously been some issues, and we didn't get a chance yeah. to kind of get into the back and forth, you know, mechanics of the campaign. It's those endorse but, endorsements, though, and those trying to fit in times that really throw him down where you're like, tough. I can't do yeah, it. Yes, the, the McConnell thing is tough. That's yeah, a tough it one. sure is. It's that one, one just still eats. And boy. it's tough, yeah. tough for us, too, because, I mean, Matt Bevin, tough by the way, is going to freaking uh, an election tomorrow. Now, oh. I don't know, uh, you know, what... Is it tomorrow? It's tomorrow, I think. Or no, it's a week from tomorrow. Sorry, a week yeah, from tomorrow. It's gotta, yeah. Sorry, yeah, it's got to... Sorry, it's still October. I'm first Tuesday in November. Yeah, first Tuesday in November. So he's got a week to go. He's in the middle of a very tight race. The last poll had him up two... Po or down two points. Um, oh, you know, wow. I, I would so look, he's really close. Yeah, I don't know, you know, huh. if, you know, he, Rand has been able to get out there... He laid out a good, all, he laid out a good uh, strategy and uh, a good point to us last week when we talked to Matt Bevan on the air. He said... A lot of times there's a lot of independence, like the 10% is still undecided. 
And he said those usually break to the conservative in a Kentucky election. So we'll see. He, you know, yeah. he, he might end, end up winning this thing. And he said they thought they would by seven or eight points. Yeah. Well I hope so. We'll see. But, but, the, but my point there was maybe the, that, that burns us a little bit more because we really like Matt Bevin. I mean, mm -hmm. we really think he's a good candidate and a good guy. So yep. maybe, that, you know, and, you know, maybe that's partially part of the reason why we focus on that so much. But, I mean, you listen to the guy speak, and he, I think, really does have a way of putting small government yes, principles uh, mm -hmm. into speech, into action that, that are, that's really good. Yeah. Um, oh, so. yeah. I, every time he's here, he leaves, I think, I could vote for that. Yeah, I, I can vote for that. that. Sure. We didn't get, I wanted to get sure. into the VAT tax thing with him, but Glenn asked every question, and we got none. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which it was difficult. It was difficult to get. <laughs> I didn't feel like my questions necessarily represented my values because there mm -hmm. weren't any questions <laughs> That I was yeah. able to get in. Yeah. You know. So. Huh. I like Glenn's always like, you guys got to jump in on these interviews. You got to jump in. Yeah. Well, uh, when? Yeah, first of all, there's two <laughs> things on this. And we'll go to break. Oh, right Sorry. I know we're running late. Well, two things he always does in these interviews that I always find to be very funny. One, he says, you guys need to jump in. You need to ask all these questions. And then never gives us any time to ask the questions. Mm -hmm. And two is when you ask the questions, watch this on every interview Glenn Beck does with us there. Pat or I or Jeff will speak up and ask a question. Mm -hmm. And the person who will answer it is Glenn Beck. That's right. Glenn That's will true. then, because we'll say, Rand, uh, what about your tax plan? Because we think it looks really good and will really help businesses. Then Glenn will jump in and say, because business is important in this country, so explain how your tax plan will, uh, <laughs> will and it's like, can we get our answer and then you chime in with that? No. No, you can't. No. That is the and way he does it. So. If you and watch, other, if you watch right. other interviews where uh, you get no questions, where it's just Glenn doing mm -hmm. the interview. Right, well, that's fine. They're, they're great commercials. They're great interviews. No question. <laughs> but uh, he, at the end, realize that when you saw him take a breath in the middle, that's when he thinks you should have asked a question. Right. But so, when you yeah. do ask it, he just jumps in immediately afterward anyway. This is the thing to watch so next time great. you're watching one of these interviews. When one of us speaks... Mm -hmm. Who speaks next? Is it Glenn or the person we asked the question? It's almost <laughs> always Glenn. Triple eight seven two seven. More Pat and Stu coming up. <laughs> no, I mean, it's his network. He gets to do that. But I mean, you know, don't his, his radio program. But that's what I'm saying. But I mean, don't say, "Hey, jump in." If right. Ah, uh, whatever. That's why I'm doing my online gambling. It's Pat and Stu, as you see up on the screen there, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, we were talking also about uh, Ben Carson and uh, what a presidency of Ben Carson would look like. Kind of interesting because he's really strong on a few things, and one of those things is, of course, uh, abortion. He seems to be super pro-life, which we, I really like. Do you remember us having a conversation about his abortion stance and you getting all pissed off about it? And yes. I was, too. <clears throat> yeah, like, It didn't seem like he actually was super pro-life. Yeah. It, we have to look that back up. I don't even remember what it was. Something about his doctor years in the 90s, wasn't it? Where he... Right, but that was what the story was about. But there was something else he said in response to that. That, yeah, made, that we made didn't us like. Think, like, wait a minute. But doesn't... now that seems to be completely gone. <laughs> I mean, if the, if that Look, was the case, he's I don't care. Honestly, Ben Carson, position, like he did on guns. Yeah, that's right? right. Look, Ben Carson at this point could come out for, you know, abolishing all sports in the country, and I would probably support him until <laughs> Donald Trump was gone. I don't care what I honestly don't care what he says. And here's what he says so far: Life begins at conception. Conception. Mm -hmm. 
No one should have the right to terminate an unwanted pregnancy uh, unless someone can come up with a reasonable explanation of why they would like to kill a baby. <laughs> I'll listen. I like that. Like that? I know that was great. Roe v. Wade should be overturned? Absolutely. Nobody else has the giblets to say it, but good for him. Uh, he's against abortion in cases of rape and incest, which makes it a really tough stance. But, you know, it's a tough principled stance, so good for him. And abortion risks uh, to life and health of the mother are rare, which is really true. Uh, but that's what he's uh, sticking to. And he's willing to entertain life of the mother. What's his policy on uh, 700th uh, term abortions, like in Jeffy's case? He says yes to that one specific case. Okay. But we'll have to look at it on an individual basis okay. after So any Jeffy-related. Any Jeffy-related okay. abortions, okay. he's okay with. I can vote for the guy, then. Yeah. According to the Wall Street Journal, <laughs> they got, got a story of the decline of Obamacare. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, that is the most successful program of all time. Yeah, who it, knew? It's working better than they said. Even mm-hmm. though they said they were going to they were going to get provide health insurance for all Americans, and they haven't gotten anywhere near that. It's it's working even better than that because it's better than impl- than than covering forty eight million people. Well, they've covered like six million well they've covered 9.1 million people now of course a well lot of not people... all with obamacare though right some of that's medicaid no medicare. i think not, uh is that all obamacare i, th- I think it is but is it? it's okay. remember that of course includes so that's people a full nine million who, well again these are their numbers so these are people who already sure. had insurance and <clears throat> lost it because of think of that yeah. that's their numbers yeah. and their number says nine million yeah when they promised us 38 million or whatever it was mm. um because i mean Certainly, if you said, if you came to us and said, hey, look, we're going to spend $2.2 trillion, but we're going to get everybody insured. Okay. I mean, look, still, that's the wrong thing. I'm not going to want to do it. But, I mean, at least you could say, all right, well, at least they're getting it done at a reasonable cost somehow. I don't know how that's going to happen, but, I mean, $2.2 trillion is a lot of money. But, uh, you know, maybe you could... Uh, when you're getting basically like one quarter of the uninsured people Mm -hmm. um, insured for Mm -hmm. this, I mean, that's really pathetic. But what, one of the things that was interesting that I hadn't really followed closely, um, and this is becoming a big um, feature in the uh, the governor election in Kentucky that we were just talking about with Matt Bevan, is uh, remember the public option debate back yeah. in Obamacare? So they <clears throat> wanted to have a public option, a government option, so you could get health care. <clears throat> that was one of the big things that uh, Obama actually did push for in the election, uh, not the mandate. Um, he pushed for that. And it was a big debate, went back and forth, and eventually it, it was... Uh, excised from the plan well um they came up with a a workaround called a co-op which was a way to kind of keep it away from private companies but still have something that i guess liberals could feel good about themselves and they've really you know they so they poured a lot of resources into these things um now i think it's i don't have the number in front of me but i think it's 14 of these things have failed one of the most recent ones um is the kentucky one 
And now Bevin, of course, is you know good on Obamacare, and he's saying we need we need to get rid of it. Um, but these things have now people there's hundreds of thousands of people losing insurance because they were on these uh, co-op these Obamacare co-op plans, and they're so insolvent that they just are closing. And they've had like a dozen closer, uh, closures around the country, and really hasn't been talked about at all. No, kind of an amazing crazy. development. It is. I mean, this thing's been a failure uh, from start to finish, and nothing they said was true. We, we've gone through all the lies uh, a, a million times, but of, of course, the biggest of all of them was if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your health plan, you can keep it. Mm-hmm. You know, something like six million people lost their doctor and lost their plan and had to re-sign up on Obamacare, and they didn't want to. But um, Obama didn't like their health care plan, so he changed it. Um, but even <clears throat> with all of this, their estimate, like we just said, is 9.1 million enrollees today. And they originally said that would surge to 20 million. Mm-hmm. Now they're saying only 11.4 million. Now they're saying, okay, well, we think we can get up to 11.4 million. Mm-hmm. And that's still, I don't know, almost 30 million people short yeah. of what the goal was initially. Now their excuses, they say 20 million people. Um, qualify for Obamacare but haven't joined. Um, about eight, eight to nine million um, are buying their own insurance. So again, mm-hmm. like this is what this is such the fault part of the false sell of Obamacare. We're told that okay, look, people don't have any money to buy insurance. They have to get this Obamacare thing. And and look, that <clears> works <throat> for some people. If you don't have what we were talking about earlier with the instincts of smaller government, you think okay, well, I don't want people to not have insurance. We need to help them, and that's mm-hmm. understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but the issue is these 8.5 million people are, can qualify for Obamacare but aren't using it. They can afford their own insurance, obviously, or they, would, they, wouldn't, be having insu- they wouldn't have insurance at all. So these people have insurance but are, are not on Obamacare, showing that Obamacare's net is far too wide. Uh, it's, it's too broad. They're taking people that can afford insurance and putting them on Obamacare, which makes no sense mm-hmm. at all. And that's a big part of the people, the 9 million people that are supposedly already signed up. There's another 10 million people who just are going uninsured. They don't want Obamacare, uh, and uh, you know, they just are rather just have not, not have the insurance. And, of course, then you've got a $695 fine coming your way. Um, but a lot of people uh, got more exactly than that, I think. that. I think some of those fines are even more than that. It can be. It's up to 2.5% um, two of your salary. Yeah, this uh, is what they this- say now that... Uh, uh, you yeah. have a specific example, Jeff? Well, I just know, you know that uh, my son Elvis was not a happy camper uh, talking to Did he get fined? People. He will if he doesn't get insurance uh, after the first of the year. How much? And he was saying that uh, it was going <clears throat> to be in a couple of thousand. Well, because yeah. here's the deal. The fine is $695, mm-hmm. which is, I think it started at $95. Yeah, the first year. It goes and, up pretty quick. And now it's at 695 or 2.5% of your earnings Whichever is higher. Mm-hmm. So if you make, you know, a uh, hundred thousand dollars a year, twenty five hundred bucks. That's twenty five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's insanity. That's insanity for people who can't afford health care apparently, or don't want it. Right now, you're going to find them twenty five hundred dollars because they're not for the privilege of not buying Obamacare. <laughs> right. For the privilege of becoming a U.S. citizen in good standing, now you get to pay this $2,500 fine, too? Of course. Uh, wow. Uh, you also, Jeez. you will save money, almost definitely. 
because here's yeah, the situation. If you pay the if you, fine. You pay the $2,500, yeah. it's going to be cheaper than the insurance. Yeah, it is. And then if you do get something, if something bad does happen to you, you can always just sign up for the insurance. Yeah. Because they can't, no pre-existing right. condition they matters. They so they can't do anything. Down. They can't charge you more for pre-existing conditions. And how many people have figured that out? Probably a lot. I mean, there are, you do open yourself up to a, a, a potential window of vulnerability, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, nobody wants. Uh, but I mean, it's not. It's not, especially if you're younger. It's not a terrible risk to take. Uh, you know, I mean, if you have something that wipes you out, um, you know, a terrible accident or something, you know, that's it's you do run that risk. But that's what you, that should be your choice. Pretty interesting way to go, though, to just decide. Eh, I'm not going to do it, and go ahead and find me. Mm-hmm. And then, should you get sick, you go ahead and sign up. What's to stop someone from doing that? I mean, Absolutely the only thing, nothing. the only thing are the enrollment windows. Yeah, because if you if you don't if you do this and in February you get in a car accident, then you're in you're not covered until you can sign up for next year. Um, mm-hmm. So you know you've got a big window there where you're going to need to be treated and you're not going to have coverage. You go to the emergency room and they have to treat you. Yep, I mean I mean the, the signs right on the wall. Yeah. We yeah. have to treat everybody who comes in. Right now, of so, course, they will bill you for those treatments. Sure, um, but you you do have to be treated. You do have to be treated. So, so you would still get treated. It would just it could cause major financial hassles. Um, you know, but I mean, there are other things too. We've talked about um, uh, the the Christian medical sharing uh, options, which are part of they're exempted out of Obamacare, where you can get into mm-hmm. these programs and be out of Obamacare. Um, uh, MediShare, I think, is one of them. Um, we've uh, they've ad- done some advertising here, and basically, what it is, it works kind of like an insurance company, but it definitely is not. It's basically like you put into a big pool, and if you live a certain way, you have to be. This is specific. This specific one is you have to be Christian, and you have to live under a certain uh, certain values and and things like that. Um, so it's it's you know there's it's it's you're joining a, an organization uh, by choice, so you need to hit their requirements. Do they check? I mean, do they check if you're telling the truth? Why do you Why do you ask? I just I just asked the question. Well, I don't know that they would be able to check. Like, they would know, for example, if you drank alcohol, but they asked you not to drink alcohol, I know, and I think that's a requirement of getting into the, into this particular. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, thank you. <laughs> but anyway, No particular reason you're asking? No, no particular okay. reason. I'm right. asking. I, mm-hmm. I like to know if people sure. check all right. on things you tell them, that's all. All right. Okay. Uh, but the point I think what I was making, which was separate from what Jeffy is doing here, oddly, um, is that you, there are options. And, and I think, you know, in the Supreme Court ruling uh, of Justice Roberts, uh, the horrible, horrible ruling that got him an emergency vote into the Douche Hall of Fame, um, okay. he, he specifically writes in there, if you pay the fine, you are in court, you are in full upstanding, a full upstanding citizen as it, as it uh, relates to this law. Like, it does. It, it is not like, hey, you're breaking the law. Here's a fine. It's you can either pay this or, or you can take. or you can get insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are in complete compliance with the law if you do that. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of you do open yourself up to a period of risk, which would be great if you could just have. I would do it completely if there was a catastrophic plan you could get. Right. So you get the catastrophic plan, a private insurance. Uh, and mm-hmm. then you pay the, the Obamacare fine. You're going to still save a ton of money. And then, you know, worst comes to worst. You can always sign up for uh, insurance later and they can't turn you down. Right. I mean, it sets up such perverse incentives. But most people honestly just don't want to put the work in to figure it out. The reason you get a lot of people who are just like, you know, like here at work, you know, look, our insurance comes with a job and we just take it. And I don't know. 
really what it does. And I walk in there every time I have to use it and I have no idea what it actually does. I just know that some money comes out or whatever. I don't even know. Uh, you know, it's like that's how most people are with insurance, um, which goes to the benefit of, of, of Obama. But even with that, these things are still failing which is pretty amazing. I mean, people are just opt into whatever you kind of tell them to opt into because they just don't follow it that closely. Right. I mean, they were people who just get mad even if they have to just opt in because every year it changed. I mean, when, I, when yeah. working for Clear Channel or iHeartMedia now, you know, every year we get new changes and new updates and more expensive and less coverage and everybody be pissed, but everybody just opts in. Yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, you just right. do it, right? You know? mm -hmm. So Anyway, I mean, Obamacare uh, was, was sold to us with a lot of big promises. Uh, a lot of promises about saving a lot of money. Okay. Um, and mm -hmm. I don't know, have those worked out? Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah sure, sure they have. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> stupid question. What a stupid, stupid-ass question. Hmm. Well, I <laughs> found a different answer on the wonderful you, world of Stu you this did. week. Really? Yeah. I thought you might be interested in the results. All right. Well, Let's make watch. the case if you can. The Obama administration is celebrating a victory. They claim that they've bent the cost curve. Health insurance premium growth is apparently slow in 2015. Yes! We're all winners! Celebrate! Yay! And stuff. Jason Furman, the chairman of President Obama's Council of Economic Advisors, was so excited about the development that he tweeted this. Last four years account for four of five lowest growth rates in premium of job-based family coverage since survey began in 99. Ooh. On its face, it sounds pretty good, kind of. But is this really a cause for celebration? It's time to get antisocial. Furman bragged about the growth rate. For those unfamiliar... The word growth is defined as the process of increasing. Only this administration could spin a growth as a good thing. According to the Kaiser Family Foundation, the average single and family premiums have increased 4% in the last year, up from 3% the year before. It's weird, though. I don't really recall the Obama administration campaigning on increasing health premiums for families. In fact, I very specifically recall him saying he would cut premiums. A system where we're going to work with your employers to lower your premiums by up to $2,500 per family per year. We will start by reducing premiums by as much as $2,500 per family. Here's what changes saying to people who already have health insurance and the employers who are providing it will work to lower your premiums by up to $2,500 per family per year. Remember that? Over and over and over again? Obama was vehement about lowering health care premiums for families by $2,500 per year. This chart is what his promise would look like. Mm hmm Okay. And this is what actually happened. Health care premiums for families increased by almost double that, $4,865 to be exact. Not exactly a decrease of 2500 not even anywhere close. So again, this is what he promised, and this is reality. Promised reality. Promised reality. You kind of see the difference there? But even if you want to give him a break and write off the 2500 decrease as an obviously silly campaign promise that he never intended to keep, you still can't go around bragging about this. 
Look at the trajectory of health care premiums as they increase before he took office. And after. There is no visible bend or curve there. It's a friggin' 45-degree angle. But this problem is bigger than Obama and his failed humble brags, also known as fumble brags. There's a fundamental disconnect that needs to be addressed in our healthcare system. Let me illustrate it this way. It's Wednesday night. What do you eat for dinner? You probably have, I don't know, some basic chicken and rice at home. Pretty cheap, right? Now put yourself in a Friday night scenario. You don't feel like cooking. Where do you go? You might go to like a, an Applebee's or something. Get an appetizer, a couple entrees, and a dessert for $20. But say you're going on a business trip now. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in that mindset. The company is paying for everything. Where are you going to dinner? You're going to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Because you're not paying for it. What do you care? That's the problem with our healthcare system. Nobody cares how much anything costs because they're not paying for it. People have made this point a million times, but it wasn't always this way. In 1960, about half the amount of money that we spent on health care came out of our own pocket, and 15% was covered by the government. By 1975, out-of-pocket spending and government spending crossed, and it kept getting worse and worse and worse. Politicians realized that the more stuff that they could promise to people that they didn't have to pay for, the more power they would get. When Obama took over, it looked like this. And since then, the divide has got even worse and worse and worse. The point is, when it's not your cash, you don't care what it costs. The sky's the limit. Or rather, the most expensive steak at Ruth's Chris is the limit. Repealing Obamacare is the right thing to do. But until we're engaged with the price of what we're paying for in healthcare, just like everywhere else, we're never going to solve the problem. So to review, slow growth is just another way to say prices are actually going up. Obama has not kept his promise to cut $2,500 out of your healthcare premiums. He's actually increased them by double that. And do we have a chart that accurately represents how many charts we just used? Before we get to that, mm-hmm. I want to mention once again, uh, it's, it's a great job on uh, Wonderful World of Stew that you did there with the uh, Obamacare thing. And I, I just can't believe, because we remember all the time, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. All of that nonsense that has been covered over and over. To get, we forget sometimes that he also said that your health care premiums would go down an average of $2,500 a year per family. And it went exactly the opposite way. Almost 5000 what, 4600 something? Yeah, f- went up. Yeah. And so now, instead of claiming, well, uh, it went down, because it didn't go down, it went way up, uh, we, we slowed the curve yeah. of it going up. And they didn't even do that! Yeah, I don't know. It's but a... that wasn't the promise. The promise was mm. health care premiums would go down. 
And I how does he get away with all this? Right. And that was kind of the point I made in there. Because you could <sighs> say, even at the time, I mean, we certainly did, that this was a campaign promise type of thing that was never going to come true. The media didn't jump on that bandwagon. But, like, even if you want to dismiss it as, yeah, he said whatever he had to do to get elected. But the cost curve is what he meant. He was going to cut the, co the cost increases. There's this chart in there that shows that that's provably false. Mm. He has not ch changed the cost curve at all. You could see the line. I mean, the line, if anything is actually a slightly more steep increase than it was before. I, I mean, uh, it's embarrassing. It's so hard to believe. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. And, and uh, something so, that's not as hard to believe now that we've seen the evidence oh, yeah. is that uh, nine eleven was perpetrated by the people who did Back <laughs> to the Future. I guess. <laughs> is that the point of this thing, or you is it guess? I guess. I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously. I'm not sure what the point of this is. It, I, I Zemeckis knew about it, obviously. But did he plot it? Did he plan it? Did he just not tell anybody? And this is the way he warned America through these little hints in Back to the Future 2, uh, 16 years before 9-11 happened? Or did he perpetrate 9-11? Jeffy, can you, uh, while we're watching this and getting people up to speed on this obvious truth, can you pull up the, um, uh, the actual video from YouTube of, of this on your computer? Towards the end of it, the last like minute or so, there's a letter oh my to Rod Robert Zemeckis <laughs> that explains what he's talking about. Maybe this could give you the answer here because okay. it's very intense. Maybe can you dig that up, Jeffy? Mm -hmm. Okay. I will say this. My wife, I, I showed her this uh, over the weekend. My wife and kids, and <laughs> she was pretty, she was pretty impressed with the case. It is pretty she amazing. Was, it's, a, it's a great case. This is just, uh, to me, nicely. again, shows that you can make a conspiracy theory out of anything. Mm -hmm. If you spend enough time micromanaging kind of the things that are, uh, that are hidden in, you know, you just try to find a way to, to justify it. You essentially reverse engineer mm -hmm. the, um, uh, the, the theory. You can come up with essentially a theory for anything. Watch some of the case. It's pretty convincing. In the 1985 classic Back to the Future, at a scene called the Twin Pines Mall, we will bear witness to a sudden surprise terrorist attack. Oh boy. Perpetrated by a group of Muslim terrorists. Mm -hmm. The attack is at the Twin, which is a reference to the Twin Towers. Is it? When we turn the sign upside down, the digits on the clock oh read 911 or 911. Yep. The Twin Pines are a symbolic representation of the Twin Towers. Before the terrorist attack, the twins are present, but after the attack, the twins are gone, replaced oh with a single pine. This takes place on 9-11, where the twins are destroyed and replaced with a single tower, the One World Trade Building. Also at this scene, Doc shows us two stopwatches, both of which display encoded 9-11s. Is this only a coincidence? The pines are the towers, and this symbol system is confirmed in Back to the Future Part 2, where we see the twin pines appear again on a projection movie screen in Marty's future house. Look at that. Now, if you're not fully convinced yet, if there's a, still a tinge oh, of doubt, luckily it was a lot longer than a minute. It was <clears> like yeah. 10 minutes of it. Uh, here's a little more. Marty's family gathers around the movie screen, and the Twin Pines actually morph into the Twin Towers. Sort of. Not morph, really. This is because the Twin Pines are the Twin Towers. They are the Pines are the Towers. Pines, Towers. And the Twin Pines Mall is the Twin Towers Mall, which is why all the clocks here secretly say 9-11, why there will be a Muslim terrorist attack resulting in the destruction of the Twin Pines or the Twin Towers.
but the appearance of the towers is not a random backdrop, as we can see the Statue of Liberty lurking just as secretly as the towers, making this scene a secret recreation of New York City, where Marty's family has gathered to stare at Ground Zero. What? Yep. Of these three characters staring at Ground Zero, one of them is completely upside down. Oh my god. But in the entire Back to the Future saga, this is the, only, the only time only when time. an upside-down character will ever appear. <laughs> the hint being given here is to observe so, the scene from his perspective and turning see. it upside down. Why would but when doing so, the Twin Towers are clearly shown to be falling down. Oh boy. In the yeah. entire history of cinema, this scene of Back to the Future is the most literal depiction ever most made ever showing made. the Twin Towers falling down. That's mm -hmm. the, the most in the entire history. I mean, maybe you'd say the maybe the movies pictures. that were made about the towers collapsing were slightly more literal because they were no. actually, it was about them. No. Okay. No. Nope. So this is he, the they most. They just said it. This was the most. Most literal. The most literal depiction. More so than Flight 93. 93. Right. More so than that. Mm. Um, so. It's funny because you look at this, and, and the, the the second clip there is kind of towards the middle. Like it really is built in a way that makes you think they did it on purpose because it starts off and you're like, "Holy crap, that actually makes sense." Around that point, it starts to get like they start talking about how like if you look at it upside down, it looks like they're collapsing, mm -hmm. and they're looking at it on a, on a movie which represents film and the the uh, the Libyan terrorists crash into a photo developing center, which and it starts to get a little more weird and more out there, and then it goes really over the edge at the end. Starts talking about mysticism and all this yeah. other crazy stuff. Transcendentalism, yeah. all kinds of weird stuff. But weirdly, like, it's a perfect delivery system to mock uh, conspiracy theorists and these things like Loose Change and all these dumb YouTube documentaries. And mm. there's some amazing ones that take movies like this and pick apart every detail and say this is what was predicted. Amazingly, uh, the actual conspiracy theory as to why the guy was upside down is, is potentially more interesting, which is it was a different actor. And they thought that if they turned him upside down, you wouldn't notice. You wouldn't notice it as much because it was a different person playing the right. role. They're and right. They're right. I just you watch Back to the Future too. You don't notice. You don't even notice it. Mm -mm. Um, Jeff, did you find that letter? Okay. Yeah, Jeffy but... is now going to deliver a very important message to Robert it's Zemeckis. Important. Here it is. Do you want to have the whole thing? Well, I'll do as much as you can. I mean, I love the, I, I, the begin. There's do the relevant part. Yeah, the last half. Um, the obscured subtexts are what comprise the enduring qualities of ideas, products, people, and art. How many times have I said that? You, have a, you actually have a bumper sticker. <laughs> My expose of these depths also seek to emulate this practice. Uh, uh -huh. Oh, yeah. 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 Back to the Future is without question cut from this rich cloth. Rich. Whatever inspiring forces worked through mm -hmm. and with you on this project, Thank I you. am certain both their cunning and benevolence. Cunning. It is my intention to inspire audiences to gaze with wonder. Gaze. Into the... Archetypical sub-contextual fabric of your films. Films. Perhaps in this process, process, you will join them with fresh eyes in coming to know and understand why eyes. your work has wielded such profound magic over so many minds for so long. Because mm. read the beginning, he kind of like absolves him. Today I love your work more than ever before. Since early right. childhood, my family gathered and are... Very small. Gathered around the VCR to connect, laugh, and live through your films. In the pantheon mm -hmm. of great directors, you sit as my personal favorite. Even objectively, no one could deny that you are among the best to ever assume the craft. It is no matter of chance that Back to the Future has carved out a nest in hundreds of millions of human hearts and minds. The film is magic. 
What is this? Uh, what what is this conspiracy theory up to now in views? I wonder. Can you click on it and find out how many views? It's, and real quick, to wrap up, as he looks at that, they wrap up the uh, the Zemeckis thing. He, I think that's what he's saying is, is some force worked through Robert yes. Zemeckis to warn us. Really? Um, but okay, it was, so it was not his fault. Through him, so he didn't even know. All right, like he just did the movie. Like he just did the movie, put these things there, and so he wasn't even aware. Yeah. Because if he was aware, you would think he would he's, do he's a little a more he's than a he's a criminal. Because he's, <laughs> yeah. he's like, maybe you should have called somebody. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. right. um, he's in, in, uh, in whether by attuned skills mm. or conduit mm -hmm. channeling, right. your okay. own hands oh, and boy. efforts have infused this trilogy with enchanted substance and undertones. What a bunch of bullcrap. <laughs> um, and one other conspiracy that Glenn mentioned on the air, and this is true, Robert Zemeckis, mm -hmm. it was Bob Gale, maybe, who said um, that they based Biff Tannen on uh, Donald Trump. Right. Uh, highly questionable. Um, I've seen a breakdown of this, uh, which is... Because he, he's very similar in style. He's very garish in the uh -huh. movie. He's got mm -hmm. similar hair. He's kind of are, are ordering everyone around. Um, it, it seems... He has a big casino, a casino in, in right, part like, two. It all fits. Yeah. However, at that time when the movie was made, he wasn't it that didn't big. fit that. He was a local real estate celebrity, but he was not known for his garish style yet. He wasn't known for his casino ownership. Like He was just a New when York... When did he write Art of the Deal? When did that 87, happen? I think. 87. And this started, it was 85. Somewhat it's, close. So it's right around that area. It doesn't seem like it. It's probably it's improbable mm. that they actually did. He may be retroactively mm. fitting that to. Because, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, they're getting a lot of attention because of this movie being out. Yeah, yeah. Because of the uh, Back to the Future Day. Yeah. Which, by the way, you can't point it out enough. The Cubs got swept <laughs> on Back to the Future Day. Right. It is the most yeah. unbelievable, crushing thing. All this time, this, 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 there's this glimmer of hope for Cubs fans that they were going to act. This was going to be proven right, and they were going to win the, the World Series. Zemeckis not only foresaw 9/11, but also the Cubs the winning Cubs the World, World, World Series. <laughs> he was Amazing right. How teams do that to people? Uh -huh. They give you a glimmer of hope. Oh, right. Pull it That's right what they do. Right you mean like Missouri when they like get Missouri? Within, like the, when right you think they right might right score right. more than three points and then nope. No, nope, they don't. They don't, they don't do it. <laughs> That's impossible. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. By the way, we have Russian dash cams today. Oh yeah. And we want to talk to you about George W. Bush and the douche hall of fame. We need your, we need your right. vote. Go to the feed, theblaze.com slash the feed. And the YouTube video, Millionaire. No, it's not wow. bad. Not bad. Welcome back to the program. It's us. It's Pat and yes, Stu and, really good and Jeffy. Unfortunately, he's still yeah. here every day. Gosh, we try. We uh, try to get rid of him. We kill him every day in the opening theme, and he still won't. Uh, Jeffy's about to post a poll, and we would like you to vote uh, on it uh, at the, at the blaze.com slash the feed. Uh, this poll will basically ask you, should we vote on George W. Bush in the Douche Hall of Fame? There's a couple things to consider in this vote. Mm -hmm. First of all, it is a majority vote. This does not mean he gets into the Douche Hall of Fame. It's whether we should even hold a vote. Um, and the two things, because mm. uh, you'd say, well, why not? Why wouldn't we hold a vote? Let's see what happens. Well, number one, maybe some people don't even think he's appropriate to qualify. Former Republican president, right. a lot of people liked him, did a lot of mm -hmm. good things. 9-11, remember those things? I mean, he didn't know about the Back to the Future thing back then. There's no way he could have stopped it. So there's that. The second part of it is, uh, do we put presidents 
in the Douche Hall of Fame. There are some people who say uh, there's a, a big contingency out there if you look online. <laughs> a lot of Facebook pages dedicated to this. Don't really? put presidents because uh. uh, the Oval Office gets them out of it. Now, well, that, remember that means you're not voting for Barack Obama no, on, on January and, and 2009. I think those people are forgetting 17. that because those are some of the same people who, when asked, are you going to vote for Barack Obama in the Douche Hall of Fame? They can't wait mm -hmm. for that to happen. Right. So, All right. But here's a couple of reasons to put him in. Uh, one is this guy takes shots at nobody. Not Barack Obama, not Bill Clinton, not Nancy Pelosi or Harry Reid. No. Last week he goes after Ted Cruz. I just don't like the guy. I don't like him. <laughs> Reps me the wrong way. After he worked on his campaign. Douchebag. He goes after Ted Cruz. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's one thing that just really got our goat. The other thing, I mean, there's a lot of things. But another thing... How about when he sided with uh, with uh, the World Court in the uh, Medellin trial? This was a this was an illegal alien whose gang raped and murdered two 15 year old girls uh, in 1991 or two in Houston, Texas, and they were supposed to be put to death. And uh, Mexico went to battle against us in the World Court. George W. Bush sides with Mexico. Yeah, yeah, we shouldn't put them to death. They're nice guys. Let's let them go home. Um, I don't know that he, that's an exact quote, but it, I'm summing. Up I think a that was bit. pretty close. Yeah. So Ted Cruz, by the way, was the guy who fought against George W. Bush and won, and the World Court and won, and the guy was put to death. Mm -hmm. So no wonder I just don't like the guy. Yeah. yeah, that's the first time I actually made that connection yeah. mm. in my head, Very and nice. maybe that is. Something to do with it. Maybe it right. does. Um, uh, let me I'll, give you a couple more. All right, please um, do. You might be, as a conservative, a little frustrated about uh, the Barack Obama stimulus package. Mm -hmm. Well, then you also might remember that George W. Bush was the first one ah, uh, to do that. Uh, yes. He did it before when he was in office. It was smaller, but the mm -hmm. same concept, a stimulus package. How about the auto bailout? Right. You might think, oh, well, that Barack Obama auto bailout was bad. Yeah, well... George W. Bush also did his own auto bailout. Uh, forget about don't you know? Forget about his policy on immigration. That whole thing blowing up uh, mm -hmm. was a George W. Bush thing. And don't forget about the uh, I had to abandon free market principles to save the free market system. Jeez. A quote oh, that will go and down. And, and there's another one, too. Don't forget, he believed that we could coexist with fish. Screw fish. Yeah. Liar. That's a real big one. Liar. Screw yeah. fish. That ticks me off. Yeah. <laughs> we can't coexist with fish. We cannot. They must be eliminated. <laughs> I think we've, un we've understood think about that for it. a they while. They spend now. their whole lives underwater. Thank you. Right. You're comfortable with that, no. America? Um, are no. You? No. <laughs> Personally <laughs> not. Forget it. Uh, Plus, what about this? Uh, I believe that uh, poor people aren't necessarily <laughs> killers. Well, we know that's a lie. Yeah, they poor all, people they are aren't necessarily killers. killers. Once you get Thank under you. a certain income level, you, yeah, kill. you start killing. You're just going to kill people. <laughs> it's just a fact of life. And then you can do. We've seen it over and over and over uh, again. So theblaze.com <laughs> slash the feed is where you go, and Jeffy's going to post this poll. We'll let it run for a few minutes here as we do this next segment, and maybe okay. we'll wrap it up here before the end of the show. Um, uh, simple majority vote on this one. Okay, again, we do this it, is not to put him in the hall. This yeah. is whether we should vote. To put him in the hall. Right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're, we're like as complicated as the Senate with our rules. Yes, we have we're. arcane rules right. here at the uh, at the uh, Douche Hall of Fame. A um, couple things about uh, Russia. Who uh, you know, Putin. Bush looked into his soul and uh, found Putin a good man. Yeah, uh, Putin. Putin's soul. Um, they have now admitted that their uh, intervention in Moscow is focused on bolstering Bashir al-Assad. 
instead mm. of, of fighting against ISIS, which, of course, is what they told us Jeez. and what our stupid administration seemingly believed. Moscow's intervention, which has consisted of significant armed shipments and a high frequency of airstrikes conducted in coordination with ground assaults by the Assad regime, is aimed at recapturing territory from rebels. Uh, by the way, some of those were backing, uh, which is an issue. Uh, and another one mm -hmm. uh, from Russia, which is amazing, um, their ships are getting nice and close to the data cables that run underneath the ocean. Yeah. Uh, their submarines are getting close to them, and the United States is saying, hey, guys, why are you getting so close to the data cables that, that connect to the world? So we're, making, we're a little uncomfortable with that uh, general process. Uh, now, they are, of course, saying that they're not doing anything. There's nothing wrong with it. But the idea that they could either tap into the cables and start uh, getting uh, the data from them, or severing them completely and cutting off continent to continent, uh, at least uh, large portions of the uh, that would connection. Suck. Mm -hmm. That would not be good. That's not ideal. What would, George, would George Bush be able to just kind of... I think he would say that that's... Uh, uh, that's... Uh, the cables. The cables. Right. And Russia cutting off the cables right. is... Uh, uh, that's... Uh, Bad. <laughs> it's a, bad. It's pretty much what he would do. Uh, and really, the Cold War, is it back on? Kind of, I guess. Uh, they're doing if, all sorts of stuff to us. We're not doing anything back to them. Yeah. The only thing we can do, really, uh, from our perspective, is to fight back with exposing what, what crappy drivers they are. <laughs> uh, so here is your latest uh, update with Russian dash cam videos. By the way, no one gets hurt in these videos. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Look out. Oh, my. Oof. That's not a good day right there. There you are, minding your own business. Somebody uh, sir. Yeah. Hello. 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 Oh, that was smart. Yeah, at least he stopped. Yeah. He was actually paying attention. Unlike the other. Oh, no. Oh, golly. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. A little side swipe there, and then uh, into a guardrail. Not hurt, by the way. Mm -hmm. but not, nobody's hurt in the making of Russian dash cam. Oh, no, I can see him coming. Just break. Um, hello? Whoa. Luckily, he got the front of that car and not, not in the door. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no, I hate these little pullouts. Something's coming. Oh, no! Yeah, that hurt. And the guy just kept going. I guess he did stop. Okay. Oh no! Oh my! Wow! Cars tip over pretty easy in uh, in Russia. Yeah, it's because they're, really, they're really high on the map. So there's the is that what it is? Yeah, there's the okay. there. All right. There you go. Whoa! What was Whoa. that? What was that that just flew by above right at the end of that last one? Just oh. a bird. And then somebody goes around the guy on oh, the right no. side. Somebody runs a red light. Do they pay no attention to traffic signs here? They just don't care. They just well, that Holy was a really bad one. Crap. Guys. But again, nobody heard. That's somebody checking their no phone one right there. Yeah. Oh, no. We're going to hide speeds. You, you like high the slow speeds speed at ones. night. And. Uh, oh! 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 God. That hurt me. Oh, God. That, that was rough. Oh. Can we roll that back? That yeah. was amazing. Oof, that was a harsh one. And then here comes. Uh, oh! Overturn semi. Back up. What do you mean, those out. Stopped before him, though. I was saying the same thing the other day. <laughs> oh, okay. And then... Uh, can't be good here. Look out! Look out! Oh, boy, we're rolling now. We're oh, rolling. Oh, boy. Always got to watch out for those big trucks. You really do. Like you really do. Man, those are intense. Yeah. I just don't understand. These people Jeez, don't even man. look. Oof. 
Um, Dan uh, Andros and uh, Jason Buttrell went over to Iraq, and they were uh, talk, telling us about their experience. And one of the things they all they came back with was just how crazy the drivers are. Like uphill around a corner, appropriate time to pass. Apparently, uh, in Iraq, <laughs> like just no one pays any attention to any idea of what would be a traffic law. They're probably thinking, "I hope some car is coming so I can get myself off of this stupid planet in this country." Yeah, it might be that. I mean, because uphill, uh, passing a car. With a uh, cliff on the other side. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so, blind court. Yeah, really bad. Mm -hmm. Really bad. I mean, they've right. gone against laws and they've got roads without guardrails up mm -hmm. and down. Hard to believe, right? I will say this, Jeffy, you should try that. <laughs> More patents do coming would, up. Why yeah. would I? Yeah, yeah just to see what happens. I mean, they're doing it, right? Like, they're doing it. It's why good not? enough for Iraqis and, it. and Kurds. Do you not like Iraqis? It's plenty good enough for you, right? Are you a hater? Nah, probably not. Probably Maybe not. not. I mean, you might not. There's a chance you'd live. I mean, Maybe not a good one, but it's a small it's still. I mean, yeah. Welcome to Pat and Stu at 727 Beck. Uh, most popular candy in every state. All right, well, before we get to the candy, mm. Nat you got to give Natasha time to oh, bring in the candy. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's running a little late. We, we actually have examples. Damn well better. It's part of our Constitution, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, our Constitution has been set on fire <laughs> like the actual U.S. Constitution. <laughs> uh, but from um, Mental Floss, <sighs> Influencer? A product review site and uh, community surveyed over 40,000 people across the country to try to ascertain the most popular candy in each state. And the results are found on this map. And in Texas, it's candy corn? Really? Mm. I don't believe that. So they got, I don't know. They have big displays of it everywhere in this damn state. Colorado, Milky Way. That's awesome. That's, that's an awesome. That's Toblerone. Really? That's a thing. Where? Where's Toblerone? In, uh, let's see. That would be uh, Arizona. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah. Utah okay. nerds. <laughs> Jolly Ranchers are not good in Nevada. No, that's Butterfinger terrible. for Idaho. Candy that corn one. in a bunch of states, though. I mean, candy corn's got five states. Yeah. Reese's has a few. Reese's, I would expect to be a big one. Yeah, you would. Twix. Think, there's there's a whole state that likes the hundred grand bar more than any other candy. Those are good though. <laughs> Come on. Those hundred grand bars are good. Yeah, no, they're pretty good. Well, they are good, but they're they're not super super popular. Are I they? didn't think of them. I, I would, you know, they're at like to me like whatchamacallit level. Yeah. Which is a good what? bar. What? There's nothing wrong with a hundred grand or whatchamacallit? Yeah, what? Which, oh my gosh! What would you put? You, what I, you'd put? Hundred grand is far superior to whatchamacallit. The same bar. Oh my gosh! No, oh, we're pulling up the, close. I'm pulling up the description. Not even close. I guarantee they're the exact same description. I do not believe any state in the union likes Swedish fish <laughs> over everything else. <laughs> I don't believe unless it. it's Sweden. Uh, it's the state, yeah, I think, but that doesn't look like it's anywhere near Sweden. Then you've got, you know, the People's Republic of California with Lifesavers. That's your favorite candy? Shut up. Stop it. Shut up. Two states have Swedish fish because supposedly Louisiana does, too. No way. Come Nestle on. Crunch Bar for Florida. That makes some sense. I mean, Snickers, Reese's, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups in a few places, Whoppers. Nobody has cookies and cream, though. God, that's amazing. Skittles in... Uh, I would say Nebraska. 
I mean, it's hard. Sour Patch Kids in North Dakota. I mean, you can see why some of these states are total failures and nobody lives in them. Laffy Taffy. Come on. Come on. No. Stop it. No. They should shut that state down. It should. It should just right be. Now. It should just be closed for business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the 100 grand bar includes uh, chocolate caramel and crisped rice. Yes, and it's really good. The whatchamacallit really mm-hmm. has chocolate, chocolate, caramel, caramel, and and crisped it? rice. I'm trying to find <laughs> rice in here and see if it's in here. Yeah, but the whatchamacallit, I don't care. It's mixed with some kind of thing that's not good. It is. Oh, yeah. It is rice crisp. And then it has uh, also peanut. It has a, a peanut butter taste to it. I guess. Yeah, that's whatever it is. Doesn't mix oh, well. Oh no, the what you call it is a damn good bar, Jeffy. Not as good as a hundred grand. They're both good bars. They both because they're the same thing. You put them. They're the same bar. They're not the same. And they're almost the same bar. Here, the difference with the whatchamacallit is smooth on the outside and has the crispies inside it. Yes. Where 100 grand is crispy, you bumpy on the outside. Crispy but the, on yeah, the they outside. had to put that smooth on the outside to hide their little peanut butter inside. Which we All right. Hide peanut butter in a candy? That's not what people do with it. Mm. Can we talk about, uh, do you have time for the Land of Rape? I don't know what oh, yeah, we'll, do we'll do the Land of Rape and Honey tomorrow. I think you'll like right. that story, but let's go to Oh, Jeff yeah, the George W. Uh, I almost forgot. Should we vote? Should we vote on George W. going into the Douche Hall of Fame? And the answer is 66% of the voters say yes. yes. Wow. I will say that's Good. not promising for the final Good. vote, though. No, it is not. It is. It's got to be that 95, man. It's not promising at all. Because th- you think this should be actually higher than the actual vote because some people right. will say yes we should vote on it but i'm voting no right there's very few people that would say no we shouldn't vote on it but i'm voting yes right <laughs> it's an well, maybe odd they feel yeah, bad maybe they odd. feel bad no we shouldn't vote on it but once it hits okay well you got to say yes maybe that's that's the that's it i don't know it's we, gonna be interesting though we'll have to we're going to put him to the test then later this week and we'll run this thing up uh, this is going to run up the flagpole multiple times just like you know it's like a it's like a gun case like if you get or the abortion case you get it mm-hmm. if, if it fails in the supreme court you come up with another angle to get it up to the supreme court again yeah, get it back up there i think that this could happen multiple times uh, but i don't know if he deserves to be in the douche hall of fame i, I think know. he does i don't know i think he does i'm going to go out ahead and throw my opinion out there yes He's been acting like it. I'll say that. Yes. I'll say that. He deserves lately. it. Yeah, he, he does. I try to remember the good times. When his book came out, um, Decision Points, mm-hmm. I remember reading some of that and just thinking to myself, God, I remember how much I really liked this guy. Well, yeah, all through the first couple of years of Obama, you're thinking, geez, I miss George W. Bush. My gosh. But then he opens his mouth, and you realize, nah, I don't miss him that much. <laughs> when he opens his mouth, what does he say, Ben? <laughs> he says stuff like, uh, Ted Cruz is, uh, uh, he's, uh, um, Ted Cruz. Yes, the, is, the senator uh, from Texas. Texas. Yes. And, uh, he's, uh, he's bad. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't like the guy. <laughs>